everyone and welcome back to the kick to the crotch podcast so you'll notice today i'm by myself i'm also not in my office it's a very different background um this is being uh, recorded as a bank episode um christmas of uh, 2021 so this will be um, a blast from the past for me and hopefully um I have some more interesting hair by now, uh, but this is a bank episode and these will happen occasionally. Um, it's when I haven't necessarily been able to get hold of uh, the guest I wanted on or they're ill, they can't make it, something like that. And it'll just mean that it's a past episode that I've recorded, ready to be put onto here. Um, and me just talking, let's be honest, if anybody knows me, me ranting a little bit um, about a certain uh, specific subject uh, within self-defense, martial arts, uh, anything like that, and just talking as uh, something you can listen along to. Uh, far less long than a normal podcast. Obviously, my podcast can go anything from an hour to three hours, potentially, if I have uh, someone like uh, Tom Davion. on, uh, but these more likely to be around half an hour. So what I wanted to talk about today was the ideas of self-defense. Um, many of you will know if you've uh, watched these or listened to these podcasts for a while that um, self-defense is kind of my bread and butter. It's what I started to uh, do some time ago and continued with. Um, I've been training in martial arts since I was very young, since I was four years old. Um, my first grading to um, any belt was to a yellow belt in judo. Um, and that was back in 1989. So yes, um, I yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a little bit older than potentially I look for some of you that's you know it's why I'm bleaching my hair it just gives me the youth but um, I've been doing this for a long time and uh, I think martial arts absolutely has a place martial arts is definitely something that we need to uh, encourage I think it's uh, fantastic for uh, fitness I think it's fantastic for confidence um, as well as just a camaraderie I often find actually when you link it with with mental health, as uh, some of you will know, I, I also kind of dabble in. It's incredibly useful. So there are certain martial arts that I may not vibe with myself, but I can also see that they have a good um, camaraderie around them. If you look at things like um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is very, very family orientated in terms of you are a family when you're in their dojo uh, depending on the dojo you go to you're shaking hands at the beginning you're you're going out afterwards and maybe going to the pub you're 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 a family you know each other you may have friends there that you've made that you might even turn to if you're in some kind of need they're not just people that you're going to the gym with which i feel unfortunately places such as some mma gyms can be only when they focus specifically on mma but um better gyms and more um, dojo style I think the traditional martial arts do have that judo has a very similar thing um, aikido um, even some forms of karate taekwondo you tend to know the people you're, that you're training with because obviously there's a lot of respect that's going in there and it builds a very good base and it's obviously very good for your mental health that you know you have a second family effectively um, I know that for a lot of people in terms of mental, uh, in terms of martial arts may not always have the best of home lives. They may have done this as, a, as an escape and it can be so nice for them to have that place to get away. 
Um, so I think martial arts does absolutely have its place there. And of course, you know, fitness and the ability to have some knowledge in fighting arts, always helpful in general. Um, unfortunately, we still live in a world that has that kind of violence. It's not that it's disappeared. Now, certain violence has gone down, of course, but there's another violence that's gone up and it's always helpful to have something. And this can include boxing and actually boxing, again, very much a, a camaraderie coming in there with a lot of a lot of boxing gyms. Um, all those kind of things, because boxing is a, is a martial art as well, I think are very, very helpful. For me, I try and separate the idea of self-defense from martial arts. Now, a lot of places don't. I know a lot of karate schools try and suggest that karate um, is a self-defense as well as a martial art. I tend to disagree. Now, I'm not the be all and end all expert. Yes, I've been training for 30 odd years, but there's people out there who've been training for 50 odd years, 60 odd years. You know, I'm I'm not the be all and end all. I just have my opinion. That's all these um, podcasts will ever be, my opinion, and then any of the guests I have on. I know that I have guests um, and have had guests in the past that would agree with me. I know I have some that would disagree with me, and that's okay. I think the problem for me is that there is... Um, a respect that I take out when it comes to self-defense. Um, when it comes to self-defense, I don't respect my um, opponent because my opponent isn't my opponent. It's an attacker. Um, and that's something in the language that I, I feel is important as well, is that you have an opponent or, or training partner when you're in the gym, when you're in the dojo. When you're training, training in self-defense, that's not how you should be thinking about somebody. You should be thinking about somebody as they've attacked you or they're about to attack you or there's some kind of victimization that's happening to you that you need to get past. You aren't thinking of them in terms of, well, this person is simply an opponent in some kind of tournament. Because tournaments, as much as in the moment, and trust me, I've had these moments where you're just thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? This is hell. What? Fuck. Um, Jesus, I'm on the, I'm on the floor. Uh, uh, how do I stop him? What, what? And your brain's going into overdrive. At the end of the day, there's someone that ends the fight if there's a problem. And even if there wasn't, the fight ends at a certain time as well. On the street, it's far quicker. It's um, not controlled by some kind of umpire or referee. Um, and you have to deal with what's coming up. So I think there's a lot of things that do come about there. The other issue is as well, as I, I personally feel that the ideas of self-defense in general legality and um, verbal self-defense isn't taught as much in martial arts as it is in a expressly self-defense class. Now, what I mean by this is when you look at the legality of self-defense, um, there is some issue because the idea of reasonable force comes up. And reasonable force in Britain, at least, um, I'm sure many countries have their own interpretation um, and even actually how it would be dealt with within um, Britain would be different depending on Scottish and, and English law because they're of course different even though they have the same kind of interpretation um, in law because reasonable force is determined by the person being attacked and using it at that time which is impossible to then give a reason you need some kind of justification you need some kind of reasoning because of course it can't be um 
something that you've thought about you know it can't be um premeditated it can't uh, it can't be anything like that and it also has to be justifiable you know it was were your actions justifiable to make it reasonable and this becomes very problematic because as i say this is your interpretation at that moment how you felt something was going to happen so if you end up really hurting somebody then you need to have felt that the person attacking you was going to attack you in such a way that they would do at least as much damage as you may have done to them this is of course assuming that you did some damage you may have just hit and run um and with this one who has that speed of thought it's street fight generally 10 to 30 seconds to fully think through something it is not like the sherlock holmes films with robert downey jr you don't think through everything instantaneously in your head and slow everything down around you to think about the traction time for the person attacking you uh, it simply happens so having some kind of reasonable response is very difficult if you're about to be hit you may just go all out and to be perfectly honest for some people that's theoretically reasonable because you don't know how to else to respond you're under some kind of attack you're in danger that's the best response and so it can be really hard for some people the other issue that i have with it is those that decide which are lawyers and judges now of course there may well and i'm sure there are and you know what i can probably think of some lawyers and judges that are trained martial artists and trained self-defense instructors or trained self-defense and martial arts students or uh, trained in whatever it might be the likelihood however is that the judge you come in front of if you have significantly damaged somebody to tell you that your actions were not reasonable force may have absolutely no idea about what you can realistically do or understand at that time there's very much this idea that well you're a martial artist and so you you know you've got deadly hands or your self-defense or you've got you know you know what you're doing you do until there's a split second when you're under attack and the mind doesn't work that well the mind works that quickly your recognition of your mind does not work that quickly and this idea that you can then control a situation that quickly in certain circumstances yes you know you you will have a response but that's the point for most of us and for, for many people listening the words muscle memory are probably seared into their brains because it's what most instructors will talk about we train for muscle memory so that we effectively don't have a specific response in our brain in terms of um, taking in the situation our body is simply responding the way it's been trained in the same way that when you might make an omelette or you might make breakfast, you don't really think about every intricacy of doing the cracking of the eggs, of pouring the milk. You just do it because you've done it a million times before. And it's just your body knows what to do. Same thing with those. And so when you have a judge or a lawyer that just simply says, well, that's it, you're, you're, you've, done, you've done this and it wasn't reasonable because you're of some standard or whatever, it becomes somewhat worrying about the um the legal system in the uk and i don't believe that's taught enough in terms of martial arts um in fact i don't think i've ever been in a martial arts class where it was taught and i have some very good instructors this is nothing against any of my instructors if any of you watch this 
um you know roger if you see this who was my, my longest standing for judo um there's nothing against them i just don't think it's a, it's a standard in in uh, martial arts it, that may have changed a lot more and there may be more of them out there i just haven't personally seen it whereas nine times out of ten i'll see it in a self-defense class even in a bad self-defense class um because i like to keep my hand in and, and take other classes and even in the the worst of um self-defense classes uh, where i'm not that confident in the people i do still see them talking about legalities and talking about this idea of reasonable force um and that's that's a big thing for me when we separate self-defense and martial arts um because it's it's that idea um that that it is this is for a specific purpose this is not for a tournament belt this is for defense for you now as well as some kind of legalities they also i think in self-defense teach you the idea of really pushing yourself forward um and by that i mean in a in a martial art you're looking to score points for a tournament you are looking to end something in self-defense it's very different because it's very hard to train someone to break a bone, for instance, or to severely injure someone, to knock someone out, um, because you can't really train for that. Now, don't get me wrong, there are some instructors out there, I say that with a very small eye, who would potentially talk about this, but it is very hard for that to happen. Um, it doesn't really come across, um, and I don't think the lethalities have done that much. I know some people who, for instance, in Taekwondo, which is seen as generally quite a flashy martial art, one you wouldn't use um, overly all the time if you were doing some kind of self-defense because ah, it's just flashy, we can just kick around. Yes, but um, I do know one person who actually they used to train in club toilets. Um, after their normal training, uh, the high grade would go into club toilets and be like, okay, now do it. Um, so it does happen sometimes, um, the idea of like, okay, we take the flashiness away, you can no longer fucking move like that. Um, and so there are some martial arts that do that. But again, I think self-defense tries to instill that from the start, um, when it's um, just self-defense, and martial arts tend to fall a little by the wayside on it. The other side as well on that is the sheer realities. Um, a lot of martial arts, uh we'll talk about for instance knife defense and so will self-defense um some of the best courses um I, i've been on knives and edge weapons awareness program fantastic course that teaches the reality because that is taught by someone who, who does it and there's there's very much how you hold your hands and learning what kind of blood loss is likely? What kind of size of knife is likely to be coming up against? How to make sure that you're under minimal damage? Um, what what kind of lethality are you looking at in terms of the general um, blade? And everything around that. And that's when it comes to self-defense. And that's very important, even in terms of actually self uh, um, first aid as well. First aid is built into that course um, so that you can look after somebody or potentially yourself if you're under that kind of attack. And it makes it very, 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 very clear that the best way of dealing with a knife is not to fucking be there if you can avoid that in any way shape or form you get the fuck out of there and if you do have to there's one thing that you should think about is that the likelihood of you getting cut is near 100 that doesn't mean that it's going to go deep that doesn't mean it, that your 
getting stabbed to death, but the likelihood of you getting significantly hurt is very, very high. Because unlike when we look at martial arts, where this idea of, yes, but we have a technique and we follow a thing, starts to make this idea, which I've heard many times, oh, yes, but it doesn't matter if they have a knife because they don't know how to use it. I'm going to call some next level ideas of bullshit on the idea of not knowing how to use a knife. Everyone can use a knife. And in fact, those that are not following some kind of specific pattern, probably far more dangerous. It is, depending on the knife, a danger in every direction. It's a stabbing, a slashing, a cutting, everything. And it's coming at you because somebody might be crazed and coming straight at you. If we go on the idea from martial arts that, well, we can defend, we have to move in a certain pattern, we have to use this. Oh, somebody that is, doesn't know that pattern, well, we can defend ourselves easily against them because they don't know what they're doing, is just nonsense. And that's something I see a lot. Um, I've seen it out and about in, um, in the, the, the town that I used to live in, where one of the local security guards, who is a complete charlatan in terms of martial arts himself, um, gave a demonstration in the middle of town. And I, along with a few other martial artists, were very much hanging our heads because this idea of slow motioned um, nonsense with the knives, he, he effectively would have been cut himself and he's supposedly some kind of sits down expert, um, is very damaging. And I think the realities are not taught enough in terms of martial arts. And again, I have a massively high regard for martial arts. I've trained in a lot of different martial arts, um, under some of the best instructors I could think of, and they have been absolutely wonderful, absolutely fantastic, and I would never take a minute back of that time. And I'm still training every day. I, I try and make sure to um, to sign up to new things, try out, go to a different um, a different sensei, a different sifu, different guru, um, whoever it might be, whatever style it might be, to learn more or to learn differences and adaptions because I think that's important. Um, I don't want to ever rest on my laurels when it comes to things like that. I think it's very important. But the realities of, of life when it comes to it, I think, exist far more in self-defense rather than martial arts. And if martial arts truly want to think of themselves in terms of a self-defense ideal, then they really need to step up their game and actually say, OK, this is what's really going to happen. Of course, they won't because a lot of them have young children. A lot of them have you know, um, people that just want to have some fun. And that's absolutely fine. But I think that you should be told the realities and start and said, look, if you're just in it for this, cool, that part of the class. If you're coming to learn something more, this part of the class, and you can, you can do it from there on in. Um, but I think that the biggest thing is out of it, if you're studying martial arts now, don't know why you're studying. Understand why you're studying. Maybe analyze what your instructors, your teachers, senseis, whatever, are saying to you, are trying to teach you. Um, and it might go hand in hand with what you believe. It may go hand in hand with what I believe. Uh, you never know. Some very good instructors, as I say. Um, but just be aware of what you really want out of it and what they can give you. Um, and that doesn't even mean that you necessarily need to leave them. You might go, okay, I'm getting this out of this. I'm getting my fitness out of this. Or I'm getting my, my camaraderie, my family out of this. It's fucking awesome here. You know, I, I really enjoy that. And that's maybe exactly what that person is wanting to give. And they don't really want to do anything else. And that's absolutely fine. But then if you're looking for something a little bit more, know that maybe there's a, another class later in the week, or there's a class two miles away, something like that, that you could join in with and maybe mix it up with what you're doing as well. Maybe 
enter some tournaments, get some practice, get different things around it. I think it's important to have that. Now, again, if you're not studying martial arts yet and you've been thinking about it, please don't let any words I have said put you off. I, I absolutely love martial arts. I'm still studying. I've studied for a long time. I just think it's important to know the difference. Um, and again, these are my opinions. Plenty of people that would agree with me. Plenty of people would not agree with me. Some of my instructors who would agree, some of my instructors who would very much not. Um, but I think it's very important to just know what you're studying for, why you're studying, who you're studying with. Um, and I think also, especially in martial arts, no one's going to care if you want to watch for a couple of weeks. If you say to the sensei, look, I don't know what I want to do yet. I don't know if this is right for me. Can I just watch? Any good instructor or inst uh, sensei, whatever, is going to let you watch. Um, so please, if you're looking to start a martial art because you want it for fitness, because you want it, because you want to be able to defend yourself a little bit, you can still do all that. Okay. Please don't think that I'm saying otherwise. Um, but maybe sit in for a couple of lessons and see if it vibes with what you would want, um, what you think you want to get out of it, what you think you need out of it. Um, and just, you know what, whether you vibe with the instructor, because I'm, I, I am a self-defense instructor. I have trained um, people before. And I, I know, I, obviously, that um, that may also come across some kind of arrogance because I've uh, trained in, in self-defense and instructed in it, and it's not meant to. And I apologize if it, if it does. Um, there's, some, there's far better instructors than me out there in both self-defense and martial arts. Um, but I know, for instance, that I won't vibe uh, with everybody, and they won't vibe with me. You know, people can turn up and go, you know what, this guy's a cunt not doing this you know what that's fine because to some people probably am and vice versa i have had people leave i've asked people to leave because they haven't followed instructions um and in terms of self-defense it's not about um, for me anyway in terms of self-defense you you did it hold to a point um when it's when the resultant um training could be very dangerous otherwise i'm, I'm trying to be clear on that um so i don't vibe with everyone they don't vibe with me and that's the same with any instructor any sensei any sifu any guru whatever out there so i think that's important as well so if you do want to start still do it but maybe check in now obviously um although this is a banked episode so i don't know when this is coming out um we shall see um but it could be that we don't really return to dojos and gyms and everything too soon, depending on what country you're, you're watching from. Of course, I know there are some gyms opening up again um, in um, places in America that were locked down again and in um, France, the UK, Netherlands, Germany. I know that, that those kind of gyms are either opening up or, or open already. Um, but of course, we don't know where we are at the moment. Um, so just know you know have a look around and just go for what you need to but i think it's just really important to know that martial arts and self-defense much of them overlap and may very much come from the same background and not the same thing much as such as judo and brazilian jiu-jitsu both come from japanese jiu-jitsu but they're not the same martial art it's the same thing with self-defense and martial arts they both come from the same ideals but they don't necessarily end in the same way and i just think that's really important to know um hopefully this is um I just the the only banked episode that's going to be happening for a while and this isn't a string of them uh, but as i say this will occasionally happen when i can't get the instructor i can't um, um get the um the sports expert whoever it is that i might have, be having on i can't get them on or they're ill or 
hey, I've been lazy and not found one. Could be many, many reasons, um, but this will happen occasionally. Now, obviously, these uh, podcasts are every two weeks, um, and we have changed a lot of things up recently. Um, the way it now appears on Amazon Music and Spotify is very different. Um, I've got much neater, much more professional um, kind of... Uh, covers for these on both those platforms as well as on youtube that's changed again um, and we're trying to push it more and more and get better and better people coming out there and i really want to do move more and more into this i'm also looking to see what other platforms there might be out there um but um i know i've also hoping to get some old favorites uh, back onto the podcast as well um and really kind of uh, push it up a gear i we may not necessarily hit every trend um but hopefully we are still entertaining for you and something you can get something from so thank you all for listening um as always please do like comment and subscribe it really does help with all these and uh, we will see you next time thanks everyone Bye.